Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I are playing the Cult Divinity Lost role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is The Black Madonna. It's available from Helmcast. I'm the Game Master, and this is episode 15. The recap will be given by Holly Buto as her character, Petra Ziegler. So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Holly? Thank you, Tom. As a child, I used dreams as a form of escapism from my miserable upbringing. As a young woman, I used dreams to encourage myself as I built my business, imagining all the luxuries I could finally have after years of deprivation. Now I would be happy if I never had another dream in my life. Night after night, we fall asleep and enter a dream world where magic is the only way to succeed and it seems to elude me more often than not. I'm grateful for Ingolf, John, and Dietrich, who seem to be quite adept at manipulating the hazy unreality while Dieter and I fumble about like fools. Hopefully this will be all over soon. We've been spending our days in research, desperate for answers and solutions. We learned of Slava, something akin to the Slavic Association in Germany, a conspiracy of high elected Russian officials in connection with Germanische Gemeinschaft, which, but it seems mostly shrouded in myth. Ingolf looked into the dream world for the orphanage and saw three shadows moving out of the abyss toward him, a vision of things to come. We learned of two new men, Yuri Ignatiev, a black market hotshot who worked with Kalenko and mysteriously disappeared after the siege, like so many, and Nigel Harkon, a practitioner of the occult called a death magician. John sought him out in the dream world and learned that he is in some communication with a nephrite and seems friendly with the three that have cursed us. He also goes by the name Jonathan Westlake. Someone to look into once we finish our business here, I think. Dietrich's research led us to the archives in the Church of Saints Carol and Methodius. The archives revealed a story of the Devil's Book or the Black Tome. Uh, legend states that this book, written in a diabolical language, contains instructions on witchcraft and chicanery and can be used to summon the devil himself to ask for a favor if you're willing to pay a high price. It's also believed that the Kalenko family are in possession of this book. That night we dreamed of Leningrad as it was during the siege. In the church we found the priest we saw earlier painting John's likeness uh, who told us we weren't supposed to be there yet. Curious. In our attempt to reach the orphanage, we encountered three nephrites, what remained of Aliana, Katya, and Ilana, Kalenko's family who had disappeared around the time of the siege. Their resistance to our presence quickly vanished when they learned of our intention to free the orphans from Chigidiel's grip. They let us pass, their attempts to stop us purposely pitiful and ineffectual. As an act of mercy, we destroyed them so that they could be free. I can only hope that releasing the orphans will be as easy. All right. So you are still asleep. Um, you were in a, a huge sort of uh, almost cavernous hall. Um, where do you want to go from here? Um, I thought there we are... had turned. I thought we had broken one of the walls out and extended oh, you the broken bridge one of the walls to the orphanage. Right. 
Yeah, that's correct. There's a bridge to the orphanage. Okay, I'd forgotten that. Um, so what do you want to do? You were going to cross the bridge? That was the You've idea. rebuilt it with the wall. That's how I read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, so you cross the bridge, and you can see hellfire down below. Um, perhaps occasionally you can see something black and bat-winged far down below flying around. Um, and there's a noise that seems to come from far down below. It sounds like uh, screaming. Across the bridge, and you can see this building. It's a very Stalin-esque building. It's uh, uh, very just gray. It's very plain. There are steps going up to the front door. Uh, there are windows, which you can see are all barred. Uh, and there is a kind of a, an icy, crunchy snow on the ground all around the building, as if it was in Leningrad at the time of, you know, the winter siege, which you guys like to do. What are the front doors like? If these are the front doors, they look like big wooden doors. No external guards, so no. Uh, it's dark above, I believe. Is that or the barred windows lit from within? Uh, it doesn't look like it. They look black. Sorry, a bit of an aside, uh, David. Did your mic switch on Zoom? You sound different. Your audio, or was that just me? I I'm so using cool. different headphones because I can't find my regular ones, so it might be that. It, it sounds okay to me. I think it's okay. Yeah, sounds fine. Thanks for checking. Um, so, what did you want to do? Uh, I'll push forward up to the door. Okay. Is it? Um, is it, and try it to see if it's locked. Uh, the door is not locked, uh, and with a very heavy, loud sort of creak, uh, you can push the door inwards, and it is very dark on the other side, but you can see as the light sort of penetrates into the hall, it's, it's a corridor moving away from you. Uh, it looks like there's kind of a ratty oriental rug on the floor, um, the walls have wainscoting up to about your waist, and then um, sort of a greenish, uh, kind of a pea green uh, wallpaper. And then there are hung portraits along both sides. Uh, but that's all you can see is the corridor going off into the darkness. Oh, I would like to try to conjure like a like a hurricane lamp or some kind of light source. Okay, go ahead and try. Ooh, that is a an 18. Okay, immediately a hurricane lamp appears in your uh, hand. Uh, are the portraits Lenin, Stalin, that sort of thing? Or are you going to go in? Yeah. Okay. So you step into the hallway, and 
quite dramatically, as soon as you have left the door frame, the door seems to vanish, and you are in this hallway. Um, the paintings look like they are various noblemen. Um, they each have little plaques, you know, at the bottom of them, and all of their last names are Kalenko. Yeah, cute. Interesting. Do we hear anything at all in here? You hear nothing. And the light, uh, the light from the lantern, does it extend? It, I mean, now that it, the way is close. It penetrates it. maybe 30 feet, and, and then there's just darkness beyond that. Is there, is there a little dust in the air? Um, not really. I mean, there might be what you'd normally expect in a building. A little bit, very little bit of dust. Uh, there is a breeze um, that seems to be coming from deep in. It's very light breeze, but it smells of ashes and blood. Are there doors in, uh, in this hallway? Um, you think there might be doors farther down. There might even be a staircase farther down. But not right by the entrance. Not right by the entrance. Okay. This is not up to fire code. I will start creeping forward, but since I have the light source. Okay. As you move forward, the hallway itself seems to telescope. It seems to be getting longer than it was before. And you have a, a, a feeling suddenly as if someone or something is aware of your presence inside the house. There's a noise off in the distance. You can hear footsteps. There's a door closing somewhere, um, more footsteps. And then suddenly coming out of the darkness down at the end of the hall, um, there is a, uh, a kind of a medium-sized thin man with gray hair. Uh, he has a goatee. Um, he's dressed in a tattered uh, dark suit. Um, and as he's coming towards you, uh, you can you can surmise because you've seen some pictures that it's Kalenko. Um, the way he looked back in the 1940s um, from photographs that you've seen, he comes forward uh, towards where you are, and uh, he has a. How do I want to say it? He has a, an insincere smile on his face. Uh, you can see that his teeth are spaced too far apart. He, they're, uh, a little, there's a little bit of uh, decay there. Uh, but he smiles and he's like, uh, yes, who are you and why are you here? looking at everyone else to see what they how they respond we are uh, inspectors we've come to see about the children come come now you don't need to lie to me if you're here to see the children just say so yes that's that's why we're here here to see the children 
Well, then come this way. I'll show you exactly where we, where you should go. Um, so he picks, he picks up a, a candelabra, and uh, the candles suddenly are lit as he begins to lead you forward. Um, he takes you past the staircase, uh, heading towards a large double door uh, at the end of the hallway. And he steps sort of towards the side, uh, and he hits a button on the wall, and the double door is open like this. And inside, you can see there is, it looks like a freight elevator. And he's like, right this way. Uh, I would like to read a person. I was about to ask exactly the same thing. <laughs> it seems like, walk into my trap, please. Personally, do not trust this man. I want to spit on the ground. I want to spit next. I mean, John, if you want to take it away, you are the expert. In the you can both people. try I got a 10. So. Uh, also 10, 4, 4 plus 2. I feel like I would also be reading this man because I want to spit on the grave. <laughs> 15. Okay. Well, unfortunately, you all get pretty much the same reading. Whatever you think his motives might be, that might be his motive. You can't really read him. He, he seems like a sinister piece of machinery in a horrible, horrible trap. He's management. Come, come. It's this way. After you, my good man. Oh, but you first. No, you, you know you first. You are showing us the way. You must go first. No, no, first, no, my no. No, this is yeah. not for me. This is for you. No, but this is also for you to show us the way. So you should go first, my friend. Oh, but I, but I insist and I want to create a wall between us. <laughs> between you and him? Yeah. Okay. Uh, go ahead and try. Uh, Twelve. Or okay. 11, well, I'll actually. say that... I'll say that bricks begin to appear from nowhere and begin to build a wall between you and him. And as soon as the wall finish, then you hear steps on the staircase uh, coming down. And now behind you, Kalenko comes walking from around the corner at the base of the stairs. And he says, now, now, you'll never get there this way. Uh, I'd rather see upstairs first, really. As you wish. I won't stop you. All right. So he steps up. to the side and gives you the be my guest. I'll go, go upstairs. All right. So you start up the stairs. And when you get to the top of the stairs, there is a hallway going down into the distance. And uh, on either side of the hallway are a number of doors. And uh, he, he stands, he's standing at the bottom of the stairs as you go up. And he says, yes, yes, go on, explore, find what you're looking for. 
I'll go open the first door on the left. Okay. You open up the door, and the inside is a freight elevator. It looks like the exact same one that's downstairs. Though it couldn't possibly align from here. But dreams are strange things. He starts up the stairs behind you, and he says, Come, come, what's the problem? You've come all this way. Now's the time. My Russian sense is tingling as well. Yeah. Yeah, those of you who sense bad things, yeah, it's off the scale at the moment. Why don't we hear the children, Mr. Kalenka? You don't think that I keep the children all the way up here. You need to take the elevator. Seen and not heard. I, Why don't you bring the children to us, sir? Don't be ridiculous. That would defeat the entire purpose of this place. The children are where the children should be. You'll find them there. Now go, go. Um, I encourage you. I'm going to go down to the third <laughs> okay, door. I want. <laughs> <laughs> what I want to do, I want to get rid of this elevator and create a spiral staircase down. Okay. Because I might go down there, but I'm sure as hell not taking this guy's elevator. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead. I say that. We'll see if I disagree. Uh, kind of. A 14. 14? There is a flickering moment wherein the elevator turns into a staircase. And then it immediately turns back into an elevator. I do not, want to, I do not like elevators. <laughs> on the third door on the right, I assume opens onto the same freight elevator. Yep, if you try it. If we count the rivets, it looks identical. There's maybe a, a flickering light in a cage. My friends, yeah. if we, if I do not like elevators, <laughs> I have had bad experience in elevators. I don't know how much choice we have, Andre. That yeah, well, I was gonna say. What choice do we? As long have? as there's not a man and a knife in this elevator, it will be fine. Be careful what you think about in this place. And he chuckles and he turns around and starts to walk away from you. Why did you do it? Why did I do what? This make this place. I don't know. It kind of amused me. I mean, there were all those children, and the city was under siege, and, you know, it was no way to please him. He wanted it, not I. Humane. Did you contact him through your book? My patron? Oh, yes. Yes, that was quite a while ago. He was quite a demanding fellow. Mr. Pagodin. Yes, yes, I, I summoned him because of, you know, a need. Now then, I have many things to do. If you're going to go, go. But you have a lot to do for an empty building. Yes. Yes. You're in a rush, my friend. We all have jobs. Do you really have a job? My what goodness, is your you job? Ask strange questions. My job is to welcome guests. 
That's not really a job, my friend. Not really. In your opinion. Anyone, anyone could work. What do you really do? I put guests where they need to go, and you need to go. They're waiting for you. I'll I'll step into the elevator. I'll go with you. I'm not going to let you do that alone. Likewise, I... up against the side of the, the elevator. I've seen Spyro love me and seen the floor drop out of these things. <laughs> I also hesitantly go in, grabbing hold of everyone as I go in tightly, and I go to a corner and hold tightly in the corner. So Dietrich as well. Yeah, Okay, as you, you've all managed to step into the elevator, uh, Kalenko comes back. He's standing just outside the elevator, and he says, enjoy yourselves. Inferno's a nice place to be. And he hits the button, and the door slams shut with a bang, and the whole thing drops. You're almost weightless for a moment as the thing uh, rushes downwards. Um you can hear the sound of metal grinding against metal as it's going. And the whole elevator bangs a little bit side to side as it's going. You're not sure how fast you're dropping, but you're dropping pretty fast. And you're dropping and you're dropping and you're dropping and you're dropping. You can, uh, you can all do keep it together rolls because it feels quite claustrophobic. This is, my, this, is the, this is the third worst elevator ride I've ever had. Okay. Um did anybody get fifteen or better? I did. Okay. Uh, if you get fifteen or better, you grit your teeth and you stay on the course. If you got less than 15, uh, you're going to, I'm going to instill a condition, which will be, um, I'd say here you become scared, minus one stability. Uh, anybody get below nine? No. Okay. Yeah. So you're very tense, especially, I guess, Andre. It makes sense for you to be very yes. tense. Okay. It might now be my second worst elevator ride. For what seems like forever, the elevator is dropping. And as it's dropping, you become more and more aware of a sound, um, like the sound of, uh, well, imagine a large metal engine, and the engine is grinding. Uh, so it's making a high-pitched screeching noise as it's going and it's getting louder and it's getting louder as you're dropping. Also, you can feel the heat of, of the hellfires below um, getting stronger. The elevator suddenly stops with a boom and uh, you all manage to keep your footing and not fall over. But um, the door begins to creak open and it's, it's almost as if, Spider webs have woven themselves in between as the door is opening. It's it's got webbing and stuff in between. It's creaking as it's opening, and you get blasted with the smell of uh, blood and uh, rot and uh, fear-tainted sweat 
uh, which rushes over you. And it's the sound of thousands upon thousands of screaming people, screaming so loud that it hurts your ears a little, and that communication between you is going to be very difficult. Uh, you yourselves will have to scream in order to be heard by one another. I've been in nightclubs like this. So, uh, <laughs> remind me to never go to those nightclubs, John. You should try it in golf. You seem to like the drink. You might like the scene. Uh, oh, uh, I assume there are no buttons in this elevator. No. Yeah. And there is uh, out, out beyond there, you can see there is a corridor. Um, it it's not really uh, like a closed corridor. There are arched openings along the side. You can see the the orangish yellow light of uh, what must be you imagine you know fields of fire and lava. Um, uh, there are large billows of black smoke which occasionally waft over the entire thing, and you lose sight of everything and. Uh, the smell and the choking is pretty horrible. I would like to fashion for myself a gas mask. Okay, go ahead and try. And that is a 17. Okay, then do a cart. If I can find something to do the same and convert it, then I will. Yeah, same. If I can find something, even if it's just a rock mm. or whatever. Nine. Nine. I'm assuming that's not successful. I'm going to have eight. So about the most you can do is? Fifteen. Yeah. I got fifteen. Okay. So Andre manages to do it. I only got fourteen, so I imagine mine's leaky. It's not quite as effective. It squishes my nose. The good uh, old days. The, the, the screams sound are they screams of children or are they adults? They're pretty high pitched, so yeah, you're thinking maybe children. Maybe we found the dormitory. Is it kind of um, an all-encompassing sound coming from everywhere, or is yeah, there one from everywhere? Direction? It's 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 so loud that it's just here right. everywhere. Nothing to wait for. Let's try to find them. Yeah, and we just got to keep pushing forward. Yes, we got to keep moving. Keep okay. Um, you begin to move out uh, into the hallway, and you realize that the there's something um, clanky about the floor, like it's made out of metal. Uh, you can't see it very well because of the billowing smoke and the, all of that, but it's definitely not carpet. <laughs> um, you think that it might be like that sort of industrial grating uh, that, you know, they put down so that you don't slip. Um, uh, you step onto it and you start to walk. And the second that you leave the elevator completely, the elevator's not there anymore. There's just corridor going back in that direction. Uh, you move forward uh, for once again, what seems like quite a while. Uh, I would like you all to do, uh, is it, uh, observe a situation. 
Roll today. Five. Seven. Twelve. Nine. Hard to see with the gas. Eight. I got 18. What'd you get, Petra? Five. Oh. <laughs> so, um... You can all ask me questions, uh, but Andre will get, uh, he can ask two questions. Uh, your, the rest of you, your questions, I might not answer correctly, but you, you can ask the questions. You want the questions? Huh? First one's a good one. What page are they on in the uh, book? It's, it's why it's, I'm using the player move sheet. It's the second page on that. So what is my best way through this? Yeah, we'll go with that one. I would have picked that one. <laughs> um, the, your perception shows that this pass, this this gangway that you seem to be walking on um just leads to other gangways going off in all directions. It's a kind of a labyrinth that you're walking into. So what is the best way? Um, you notice that, for some reason, John hasn't noticed it, but you notice that the hand that John's holding the doll in keeps sort of lurching in a certain direction. Um, so you think the doll's pointing the way. John, look at your hand. Hmm? What? Oh. The doll. Oh. Yeah, it's still there. No. Look at its move. She looks pretty much the same as when I saw when I last saw her. Look at your hand and the doll. <laughs> Do I finally see it after he's pointed it out? Yeah, you, you can feel it tugging sort of in the direction. Oh, she wants to go home. <laughs> so. Uh, I don't know what my second question will be. Um, I guess be all, I know a good woman. What should I be on the lookout for here? Because... <laughs> you can perceive that what's happened to you at this point, somebody knows you're here. So you are not being stealthy in any way. You're being watched. So whatever is here knows that you're here. What currently poses the biggest threat Dietrich, you uh, you realize that in the dream world where you've been in the past, um, some of you have taken injuries. When you wake up, the injuries are not there. They were dream injuries; they're not real. Something tells you that that doesn't work here. That injuries in this place are real injuries. You all could die here. You can all share that impression with my fellows. I would like to start to build 
a, um, a rising walkway out of here towards, say, the pavilion we were in where we met the three ladies. Because okay. when we find them, we, you know, there's no elevator anymore. And I want there to be an exit. So I'm going to try to dream a pathway or maybe lift one of the, if there, these are, we're on sort of a group of, is there a ceiling? When you look up, um, you can actually see what might've been the elevator shaft going up, but it goes up forever. You don't see it ever reaching a, a roof. So you think there's a ceiling above you, but the ceiling is infinitely far away. Seems like a long walkway to take a bunch of orphans up. Yeah, I don't know if that's our best. The best. That seems like a long walkway. We all get a question, right, Tom? Mm -hmm. You said, what's yeah. being hidden from me? It's a good one. Um, you, you walk on a little bit more with well, everybody's walking. Um, the, the clanking of the floor uh, starts to just sort of grate on you, the sound that it makes as you do it. And as you glance down, for a moment, you think you see uh, like little pink worms uh, poking up through the grate. And then you realize that they are fingers. Oh. And that below you are children imprisoned children. in cages under the floor. What seem like thousands of them. You can't really see them, but you can see that they're little children's hands. Yeah. And yeah, they're that's all it. screaming. Yeah. And I'd step out. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Watch your foot, Dieter. Watch your foot. What the? It's tiny tiny hands we do not want to snap from even in this place Be careful and still the doll pulls forward we need to follow the doll yeah follow that doll mm. at least it's being useful now oh hopefully so uh, Dietrich, you, were, you were going to try and create something well yeah even more so now that we know that the kids are underneath this. I would like to peel the walkway upward at an angle so it will both give a way to ascend and, and hopefully release some of the tots. Okay. Go ahead so. and try. 12 plus 15, exactly. Okay. So up ahead of you, the, uh, the walkway ahead of you, suddenly you hear snapping sound, like bolts popping. And you can see that the, like, the rivets are popping here and there. And the whole thing begins to curl upwards like this. And as it does, the little kid's hands, you know, sort of reach up, like, you know, because they're suddenly, they can go somewhere. And a second later, the whole thing bangs back down flat on top of them. You can hear them screaming because they were hit by it, but it goes right back to where it was. All the bolts reform. I think as Lauren was trying to turn the elevator into spiral staircase, this place is highly resistant to change. Or something uh, is just turning it back. 
like you- like a jailer sat in the middle of a panopticon saying no change for you we are not strong enough it seems for that kind of intervention but maybe smaller minor changes we can you can do something that won't be major making staircase doing this it's too major for this they can let's just see. do it like minor let's let's hurry where Piotr's doll takes us and see if there's a well it will either take us to where we need to go or take us to a certain death I am fine right, with those, those might be the same place Andre. door number one please yeah uh, as as you continue to move forward the landscape around you begins to change there are huge looks like uh, almost like volcanic calderas uh, spread out in all directions down below you and oddly they're kind of greenish instead of that yellow and there are at first you it's almost like you're thinking twinkle lights but you realize that somebody has placed candles all around these little volcanoes um almost like they have something to do with magical rituals um it's very strange um the black smoke begins to billow and occasionally it comes up and unless you have protection it's choking and uh the light becomes much dimmer as as you go on and still the screaming just echoes all around you um and and then at one point this big large billowing black mass of smoke comes up around you um you you can feel the the soot just depositing itself all over you so you're you you become filthy but when the smoke sort of clears uh you find yourself in a large hall once again very much like the one before different though um and at the far end of the hall there is a you can hear what now sounds like a single voice a child crying in the darkness um can't quite see what's down there but at this point your your doll feels very strongly about moving towards whatever it is do you think that's him do you think that's pewter maybe what should we we must move of caution mm-hmm. well oh, there's only so much caution we could do that whatever is running this place and already knows that we're here and has yes. gone for quite a while yes uh, we know that but I want to see if I can create a like a not like a will of the wisp, maybe something a little bit more like a ball of light that hovers above us and illuminates as far okay. as it can go. All right, Eckhart does have a, a lantern. I, yeah, I have my lantern yeah. still. Oh, okay. I mean, so you can keep still pointing do. it. Keep pointing yeah. it that way. Yep. So as you move in that direction, you can feel that the pull of the doll gets stronger. Um, you also become aware that the light from Eckhart's um, lantern, it doesn't seem to lessen any, but it does seem to lessen illuminating the walls around you. It gets darker. It gets more isolated feeling, um, both as if it becomes claustrophobic and as if the walls have kind of faded into the darkness on the sides. You see in front of you a large 
rectangular cage. And in the bottom back corner of it, you see a little boy. He's curled up on the ground. He's crying. He looks like he's maybe three or four years old. Um, and he is crying. What do you want to do? He doesn't seem to notice you there. Yeah, John, show just, me the doll. Just be, be careful. Didn't He really did not like the three of you last time we came through his dreams, didn't he? No, I think it was the other kids that did the other like kids. Oh, it was the other he children. Okay. Yes, Piotr was fine. Okay, then yeah, absolutely. Give him the doll. Hey, little kitty. You you move forward, and when you hold up the doll, um, he he suddenly looks up at you. He he stands up and he comes up to the front to the bars in front of him, and he's looking up at you wide eyed. Can we see if we can bend that or make those bars bend to allow him to come through? Oh, go ahead, try. That's better. Uh, Eight plus seven is 15. So it's with my four, 19 total. Okay. You actually see the bars. Um, you, you can feel as if spiritually you're grabbing hold of the bars and you're pulling them apart. And as you are, you can feel them heating up and they become quickly, uh, Peter steps back from them. Um, they start to turn red, like red hot. They become orange and, and yellow and, almost white hot and you can see them begin to bend open you know as mm -hmm. as you're pulling them apart um and then that stops they start to cool down quickly and uh peter reaches through the hole towards you or towards the doll yeah kind of arm go doll in one hand arm in the other helping him through and giving it to him as he comes okay. out he steps out and he grabs a hold of the doll and he looks up at you, and then he opens up his mouth, and he screams. And as he screams, the walls around you tremble and begin to shatter and fall apart. And his scream becomes less childlike and more like a, a scream of, uh, you know, just anger and frustration. Uh you have the feeling of shackles that are falling away uh, as he's standing there. And you can hear the sound of metal grates and bolts being shattered and things falling away and the screams of children in the background um, sort of becoming lyrical, almost like they're becoming laughter instead of that and um, instead of screams. And uh, the whole scene sort of begins to shatter around you. Um, you're still kind of in on a, on a floor, um, a floor that seems to go off in all directions, still kind of into the darkness, but you don't see fire um, or lava or anything like that. And then he stops yelling and he looks at you and he says, we've freed them. But now he's coming. Might be our he, sign to go. <laughs> he sort of comes over to where you are, John, and he like holds on to you and he tenses up. He says, he's coming. 
Yeah, let's let's make like a tree and get the hell out of here. Time to wake up. Time to wake up. Well, don't we have to destroy these things? Well, destroy Chickadale? The avatars, the well, three the incarnate. incarnates. And, and, we and he says, if you don't destroy him, he'll take me back. He'll put me back in prison. I think he's coming awesome. now to collect me. And then how about how will he follow wherever we go? Yeah, he's like not not letting you go. And he's got the doll now in his hand. No, I mean, um, I'm asking him, will the will the incarnate follow us wherever we go? I don't know. How about we try fight on a, on an environment that's a bit more friendly to us? So let's see if we can navigate our way out to somewhere that's not Inferno and then confront him there when he follows us. Do we want to go to that empty city that we trained in? I'll go any fucking where that's not here. Can I create a doorway that leads to that? Wanderer's Hill. You can try. Yeah. Let's try together. Doorway to the Wanderer's Hill. Oh, I, will, I will assist, Ooh. so I'll throw my soul in. 21! Oh, okay. <laughs> um, there's a shimmer. You see the door appear, and then the door suddenly bursts into flame and, and crumbles into ash on the ground. And Piotr shakes his head, and he says, that this is his place. That's why I wanted somewhere that was a bit more friendly to us. He says, he's here. And as he says that, there's kind of a clap of thunder, and stepping out of the darkness in front of you is the 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 avatar that looks like um, uh, Pagoda, the face that you've seen. He's ugly. He's dressed in a suit. He has a cane, and uh, looks like a bullwhip strapped to his uh, his hip. And he's like, "Well, now this should be fairly easy." Is he walking towards us with fairly measured steps? Yeah. Uh, I want to create a landmine where his next foot will fall. Okay. Uh, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Okay. Um, he, uh, he steps on the landmine and there is a the exact explosion that you'd expect to see from a landmine. And as the smoke and fire clear, he's still taking steps forward towards you. And, and he says, you know, I can do that. And he points all around you and a little circle of landmines is all around your position. Uh, this is going to be tip for tap. Now, uh, Change them to, I don't know, Blamange is the first thing that comes to my head. To what? Blamange, Jellies. like a dessert. Yeah, jelly. Oh, <laughs> I've never heard that term before. AKA a- something that won't explode. <laughs> oh, that's looking better. Uh, 15. Okay. So they turn to, turn to little molded jellies all around you. Some are lime, some are orange, some are lemon. Um. Tutor probably hasn't had dessert for a long time. He he shakes his head. Where do you think you are? I'm the one with the power. And he raises his hands like this. And two gigantic centipede things come up out of the darkness. Uh, I want to use divine to have him stop. 
because I can call monsters with divine. Oh, divine? Oh, divine it's is an advantage. In. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, that's a 16 on my keep it together for my phobia that kicks off. And that's that's an 11. So on divine, I they become I think they become fascinated with me, I think. Uh, but they don't fully stop. So they suddenly begin to uh, launch forward towards you. And for some reason, they become very interested in Eckhart uh, 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 as opposed to everyone else. And he's just like, kill them all, except the boy. What do the rest of you want to? Mm. <laughs> uh, my inclination is kind of to run, honestly. I don't, I'm There's so not going like to fight. No I know, place. I know. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Um, do I still I have that gun? <laughs> yeah, we still have the, yeah, we still have the guns. Yeah. At least shoot him, if nothing else. Yeah. I don't know where my gun is, so I'm pretending I have a gun. <laughs> We're all relieved by that. How? <laughs> Stop well, scratching like, it. I can still go like this, though. <laughs> if, if, you were to dis- if you were to describe your feelings right now, what would they be? Uh, yeah, very scared. <laughs> very scared. Brink of despair, I think. Okay. Eckhart? I'm angry. Angry. And Sean? Yeah, got a, a, the kind of frustration, but bored, pretty much terrified. Okay. Um... You can all take a minus one on your rolls. Um, all right. So you are you shooting it at uh, um, Pagodin or are you shooting yes, at the yes. creatures? At Pagodin. And I got 15. Okay. Um, your bullets hit Pagodin and he does, in fact, bleed as he, he moves backward, hit by your thing, uh, he's going to immediately respond with something. But uh, how did you I do, would, Andre? Uh, I got, uh, well, with the minus one, so 15 with my with the minus one. So. Okay. Are you also going to shoot him? Yes, I was shooting at the bullet. Okay. Um, so your bullets also, you both, you both riddle him with bullets. And the he, he stumbles back blood and gore, and he goes like this, and it all heals. And uh, he shoots, uh, looks like darts just come flying at you out of the darkness. Um, Ingolf, the thing is coming at, the, the, the two scorpion things, or not scorpions, uh, centipede things are coming at you. What do you do? I want to create, like, I want to, have spikes shoot out of the ground to like impale them like okay. kind of like in a fan shape in front of me so they get like kind of like anti-cavalry kind of stakes okay. in the ground things. Mm, that is a 13 okay. um yes the spikes shoot out of the ground just as they're coming up towards you so it spikes them through but it doesn't kill them so they're whipping around. There's a chance they might hit you anyways. Um, 
What is that? Uh, is this avoid harm on my part? Yeah, avoid harm. Not good. So good at this. Whew. 15. Okay, you managed to dodge and remain completely unharmed. Um, Dietrich, what are you up to? Let's make the centipedes normal centipedes sized. Okay. Bugs should be bugs. Oh, uh, that's 22. Okay. They suddenly shrink down to little itty bitty things. Um, Pagodin is uh, the darts that are coming to you. You need to avoid harm to Andre and uh, Petra. Yes, let's see if we can avoid. <laughs> well, that's not a good sign. My first roll was a one. So let's see. Uh, six all together. Okay. Nine. Yeah, not great here either. Both of you. You are too slow to react, uh, or you made a bad judgment. Okay. Um, uh, suddenly you're hit by these darts and they uh, jam into you all over, like at least five darts each. Um, you fall back. They're extremely painful, like they were coated in some sort of acid so that they really burn when they hit you. Um, you're bleeding and you're wounded. Uh, what do you do? It could be worse, Petra. <laughs> it is like a porcupine has gone. <laughs> I thought you were an extra in Nightbreed. <laughs> we've got to get out of here. Dieter, we've got to get out of here. Oh, we, can, we can fight him. We can fight him. We've got to, uh, with the other three, their powers and our perseverance, we can get through this. I I always win my battles, Petra. Sometimes retreat is a win, but I feel we can win this. As I'm in pain and trying to <laughs> hold Yeah, hold I'm going to try, if I can find like a rock or something, I'm going to try to turn it into some kind of like first aid kit. Uh, 11. So, no, 10, because yeah, minus one. So, no, I, probably. I might <laughs> find a rock and I'm going to try to turn it into a grenade to throw it. Yeah. Great. Um, Petra, um, what was the, you only failed to get one of the skills, right? Um, let me no, I, I didn't, I only got the very like base level transform an object. All right. Um, all right. I'm not going to say anything. Um, I rolled eight. Go ahead. Go ahead and roll. I rolled 18. I rolled an 18 to turn it into a grenade. Okay. So you've got a grenade in your hands. And, uh, Petra, you were going to try to create a first aid kit. Yeah, I failed. There's 10. Okay. Yeah. You can't find a rock. Let's just say. (laughs) I took the Um, only rock. Uh, uh, John, what are you going to do? I'm thinking I'm going to try. I'm ultimately trying to think how, what weaknesses he has. There must be something that we can exploit. So I'm probably going to try observe a situation to see if there's anything that's kind of, maybe he's giving away subconsciously or just how he's acting that might give us a hint as to what to do. Okay. Okay. 
Oh, uh, nine plus five is 14. And I think I'm on plus zero on that. So, yeah, 14. Okay. Um, oh, well, 13 with the minus one. But it's still the same middle band anyway. An inkling sort of comes over you. Uh, you're in a very bad place. You're in, you know, Inferno. And in golf, uh, you get the impression he's acting in anger. And Andre and Petra are pulling out their guns and they're shooting. They seem to be pretty violent and angry. But violence and anger and fear are exactly what Shigidiel wants. So it's making you weaker by showing those traits. Maybe the opposite is something that can be used against this sort of force. Hmm. Okay. Dietrich, what do you want to do? I oh, would like... Go ahead. Yeah, John can still go. I'm thinking I might actually turn him in, um, use my transform other version uh, of him then, or on my art of dreaming to transform him into something else. Um, I'm going to see if I can try and transfer, uh, transform me into a version of my fuck buddy uh, relationship. Uh, my, uh, my party going friend from back in uh, Berlin. So if he's someone that suddenly looks mighty sexy, that it might, uh, might help to get me in a bit more of a mindset. Might help me as well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the dice don't want me to succeed, though, uh, 14. So, perceptively, he changes. He doesn't look... Well, we won't say that he turns into a hot female, but he definitely turns into something that doesn't look scary. Um, he looks somewhat wimpy, I guess, less, less, uh, less terrifying and more... Sensual. Yeah. Helga, the German yeah. shop putter, rather yeah. than the uh, curvy, curvy blonde. Yeah. Which does have the reaction on all of you. Like, what kind of comedy is this all of what a sudden? The, what the hell is this? Um, he looks so scurrying. Yeah. Dietrich, what do you want to do? I was, if we were on parallel tracks. I want to uh, transform uh, his cane into uh, like rope candy that colorful which will not support him and which is comical seven and four is 11 plus three is 14 minus one is only 12. okay um you succeed it turns into that um uh, and he suddenly realizes he has it and he's like it's just for looks, idiot. He throws it at you. And as he does, it turns into a viper uh, heading right at you. You need to avoid harm. Let's try to avoid some harm. Ah, yeah, I have uh, seven. Oof. So uh, the viper hits you. It wraps around you, and it sinks itself into your neck. Um, I forget how we do harm in this. Uh, uh, you need to do a uh, endure injury roll. The the number of harm uh, you take is the modifier off that roll. I see. So that's um, 
Andre and Petra can do that too. Uh, so I rolled a 13. I have plus two, minus one, so 14. Okay, one You're still standing, but I can pick something. Um, you receive a serious wound. That makes the most sense. Um, I rolled an 11 altogether. Okay, I'd say that you received a serious wound as well. Uh, yeah. I rolled a three. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> The injury is overwhelming. You choose if you are knocked out, um, you receive a critical wound, or you die. I'm not going to die. So I should be. I'm the one deciding that, aren't I? Oh, it's the player yeah. chooses that. Oh, the player chooses. Okay. So, you, you so get, the the options are wound or death. I'll take wound. Don't die what, on me. Type, well, it's what it's you get knocked wound, out. What's that? Okay. You can get knocked out and serious, not knocked out and critical, or you die. Or death. Knocked out and serious, not knocked out. You can only have one critical wound. I understand. So I'll, I'll have to go with knocked out and serious then. Okay. I'm bleeding so heavily Pet from all of these. Like Petra wounds. is lying on her back at this point. Um, Ingolf. Um, seeing the kind of absurdist approach my companions are taking to the situation. Um, I want to have like a meadow grow. If that makes sense. Change the ground from its this awful metal to it. It's a nice okay. woodland type scene. Ooh. Right. Twenty-two. Now, once again, that begins to happen for a moment, and then it all bursts into flame and goes right back to being the rock floor uh, that you're standing on. You begin to realize that you're in Inferno. You can't really create anything permanently good-looking here because Inferno just consumes it and goes back to where it is. Um, You did notice that Pagodin healed himself almost instantly, which would be transformed self or transformed yeah, we, could, we could heal the other people, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Petra's uh, <laughs> lying down. Dietrich's wrestling with a snake that's embedded itself in his neck. And Andre has vanished entirely from the universe. <laughs> No, he's not. There he is. <laughs> Appeared right out of nowhere when I said that. Um, Andre's wounded. Um, what are we back to, uh, John? Um, again, trying to think of something nice and comical that will uh, alleviate the situation. I want to turn him, in, turning him, turn him into Mr. Magoo. So a bumbling blind idiot that can't see what the hell he's doing. Okay. Ah, there we go. Better. Uh, still with a minus one? Yes. It's 14, 18, 17. Okay. Um, uh, he immediately turns into Mr. Magoo. 
uh, which you all, I mean, you don't really find it hilarious because you're still in hell, but um, uh, he's suddenly blinded and he sort of backs up a little as he does this. Um, but you can see that he's about to transform himself back to normal. Um, do you have maybe a moment? Uh, um, Andre. Um, so I have my, I have my grenade. I, I, I kind of want to shove it down his throat. Maybe I <laughs> try okay. to shove it down his throat, pull the pin and then dive away. Okay. So you're going to run forward and try and shove it down his throat. Um, that's, uh, we'll make it an engaging combat. What, what could possibly go wrong? But it has worked before, but yeah, Andre. <laughs> so maybe it will work again. And remember, you got a uh, minus one. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, it is 17 altogether. Okay. You run forward. Uh, maybe you punch him in the face, and he's like, ah, like this, and you jam the hand grenade into his mouth and pull the trigger or pull the, the pin and pull the pin. Jump, jump back. Um, and hope for the best. He raises way, his hands up to do something. I'm sorry, what did you say, John? I was going to say, in that second where I where he see the grenade go in, can uh -huh. I yell something to, to everyone? Yeah. Stop him. As a group, we need to stop him from healing. So combine our effort, combine our will to stop him. Basically, okay. the hinder mechanic. So, yeah, he raises his hands up like just this. Manifest chains to just pin his arms up so he can't lift down okay. go ahead and try 20 and we can uh, we can pitch in soul on that <laughs> yes yeah. you can have in theory yeah. so you know 23 i have two souls to give to you <laughs> all right so chains suddenly appear on his arms and he can't move them and you see him clinch his fists and as a look of sudden surprise over his face and his head explodes with the, uh, with the uh, grenade. Um, when that happens, you see his body slump to the ground and then it begins to sort of liquefy and just turn into like black and white goo on the floor. And uh, Peter says, you did it. You did it. Uh, I want to create a shop vac and shop vac <laughs> you up. <laughs> well, uh, before that, ha I mean, being going to create a shop vac, that's funny. Um, Piotr turns to you and he says, thank you. Thank you so much at last. And he raises his hands like this. And when he does, the scene around you begins to change. You definitely get the impression that you are rising up somehow. And um, you find yourself on that hill where the, uh, the tree was. And um, you get the distinct impression. You, you see the wanderer there. Um, But what happens is, is you see Peter, little Peter, sort of fade as he, as you get there, 
and you see the wanderer appear and the wanderer has in his hands the black the, the little doll and he's like thank you my friends for setting me free and I guess was it you all the time yes but not me then me later thank you for your um, help Peter. thank you everything around you begins to fade uh you begin to wake up oh by the way um i mentioned that the wounds are you know they're they're still there but now that you're in the dream world with Piotr, uh he is able to heal your wounds and to bring you back to normal before you wake up and you wake up back in the real world and uh you feel a lot lighter as a result what would you like to do and the doll is now gone i think i'm gonna cry a little bit i am not I'm, i am actually going to uh actually put more bullets in my handgun i'm going to check for bullets one down two to go uh, that old trick actually worked i tried it once before and it's 50 50 worked either yeah he dies or i die either way so what happened the time it didn't work then andre uh, someone else died it, it's fine mm. So what now is your next move? You know, After we gather ourselves, you know, it's probably yeah. going to take a, a, a minute just to Our kind next of... move, I you, think, is pierogies I'll, and vodka. I'll, I'll give you a little bit of an epilogue because you need a couple of days to kind of recover from the... Of course. The, ...the thing. You become curious at one point. What about Piotr in the Frankfurt Clinic? And so you, you, you give, um, I forget what her name was. Uh, Natalina. Natalia. Yeah. Natalia. You give her a call and she informs you a couple of things. One, that Piotr passed away. Um, but he seemed to recover, you know, for a few moments before he, and he was, seemed happy just as he, he died. He died with that little doll in his arms, um, which, I don't know where it came from. Also, their problem children that were in the special clinic, they suddenly seem to have recovered or at least mostly recovered. Their symptoms suddenly went away and they seem to be doing better. If you check up on Ethel and Lalia in Berlin, the two old ladies, their nightmares seem to have faded away. They don't have them anymore. And so that is the end of that. Um, we could stop there, but I can ask you, I mean, what do you want to do next in the story? Well, well we have a, a person of interest in Nigel Harcone, who's in Moscow, which would push. require us to kind of, you know, move on. So maybe finish up our business here and then... Yeah, I have a painter. Yeah, we have a slava to look. Yes. Wait, sorry, what did you say, John? 
uh, the icon I, painter said we'd turned up early, <laughs> so we've got to follow up and go back to him. Right. The Slava as well, we need to look into them. I don't know if there's oh. anything else to glean here on Slava, but yes. Go ahead, Dietrich, I'm sorry. We expected to wait a few days for Bishop Jazenko to come back. So by the time we have recovered our senses, we might be able to interact with him. And, you know, he probably knows that part of the job is done and he might be able to give us some more specifics about the next step, which I, yeah, likely is in Moscow. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it looks like, okay, that, that's good for next week. We'll do that then. So it's a bit of a short episode, but. Good ending. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Good, good place. Yeah. Yeah. With a bang. It ended with a bang, just like us Russians, like. <laughs> so what you do know is you have two more incarnates. Mm -hmm. You've gotten rid of one of them. And then. <laughs> Then Probably the final showdown. Yeah. The other two are not happy that one of them has been destroyed. We just use grenades every time. I think just they the I think they've already caught on to that method by now. Uh, the, the, the next ones are in the dream space. We're gonna need some real grenades. Ah, yes. We can sort them. Different different methodology on maybe a rocket launcher. Yeah, what do we know about what other realms the other two could occupy? It's really the whole power source with the orphanage and then, you know, the trapped souls. We have a sense of... I fear there are things we have not yet uncovered that will, that will make sense. That's that's a good guess. <laughs> <laughs> it is a broad guess that uh, you have all the information. <laughs> uh, there was the Nazi. It's one of the neo-Nazi thing. Yes. Was. Oh, it's yes. going to be easy from this point on. Yeah. Said no one ever. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be easy. There is the neo-Nazi thing or whatever. All right. You, I'll tell you that you completed the first major um, plot line in the story, which is bring the children. Do our um, nightmares stop too? Your nightmares? You mean from the uh, the infection? Yes. No. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Yeah, and the mark is still upon us. Correct. Um, all right, the, so we can do our upkeep. Um, we all freed the children, so that is a point. I don't know. That was all we did, so I don't know that any of us accomplished our secondaries. Um, well, for some, reason my, for some reason, mine was investigate the slopper. I don't know when. Yeah, you did. You were asleep, so you no. Know. But that's a good one. Yeah, to I know. Keep. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and mine's mind, investigate should... Nigel. Yeah, I should learn yes. about death magic. Yes. And Dietrich and John, yours are good to keep your secondaries. Yeah. Do more research on the Black Book was what I had. Right. Which so we just need the one same to get death magic, more or less. Yeah. And two, you can collaborate on that. So we need one from you, Tom. Hmm. 
locate the other two incarnates. The other two what, sorry? The, the oh. other two avatars, uh, incarnates. Avatar. Gotcha. gotcha. You've killed one, you gotta kill the other two. Yep. All right, easy let's key, get into the key. questions. D, have you discovered anything new about the truth? Yes. Yes. Inferno is not even a nice holiday destination. It's just not a good place to go, ever. I'm going to take my kids there next time. <laughs> <laughs> have you learned anything new about our characters? I don't believe uh, so. Well, my grenade theory works, but that's... that's not <laughs> Yes, you have. And what you've learned is that Channeling your anger and violence is not the way to go. It just feeds Gideon. Fair. Yeah. It's, it's like the Force, you know, it's the Emperor. He's like, yes, yes. Anger, use your anger. Yeah, that'll be the way to win. Yeah. No. Everything is according <laughs> to his design. Yeah. Infinite. Okay. Um, <laughs> have we challenged ourselves? Just a little. Yeah. We went to hell. I, I figured. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> got four for the episode, so I've banked a few. I'll... Yeah, I've got quite a few. Yeah. I've got quite a lot of XP to spend. I've kind of been holding my Mr. XP. <laughs> Mr. Magoo reference. I didn't expect that. <laughs> I bet there's a lot of kids in this country that have no concept of what that, that is. Yeah. He was kind of banned in this country for I, a while back. Really? Yeah. I, really, I remember Mr. Magoo. He's pretty cancelled as, yeah, hmm. as offensive to the disabled. It's no longer yeah. funny that he can't see and looks everything ah. bad. Well, I ah. think that's it. Yeah. Until next time. Our players included Matthew Sanderson, David Gasway, Holly Buto, Morgan Llewellyn, and Josh Harwood, and with yours truly as the Game Master. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games. You can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh together with all the members of our gaming club inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the strange and terrifying world of cult divinity lost role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.